Welcome to Relationships Turned On. I'm your host, Laura Press, marriage and relationship counsellor. I believe relationships can be fixed and you deserve to have a connected and loving relationship. I give you the tools, strategies and insights so you can have a world-class relationship. Welcome to this episode of Relationships Turned On. This episode and the next few episodes coming up into Christmas and throughout the silly season, I'm going to be focused on all the ways to help you thrive, survive, and get through the silly season with hopefully some play, relaxation, connection, love, and joy. Wouldn't that be nice? (laughs) So this episode specifically, I'm going to talk about how you can actually manage or put in boundaries um, around your partner's family, friends, in-laws, all of that kind of thing, and your own family, friends, and parents, because it it is probably one of the most discussed topics (laughs) around this time of year that I have in sessions. And I thought, well, what better way than to help all of you than actually discuss it on the podcast? Because I know it's something that everyone struggles with, at least at different times and seasons and points in their life. So as you know, quick disclaimer, this is for entertainment and education purposes only and should not be considered advice of any kind. Okay, so we all have, you know, friends or family or maybe in-laws and things like that that we need to put in healthy, loving, kind boundaries with or we need to set some sort of standards or expectations of what the time together might look like. I know that I have countless couples talk to me about um, perhaps intrusive family members or about how their spouse doesn't necessarily get along with their family or there's inappropriate jokes or there's comments that can be, you know, some people think that those comments are fine and they're joking comments and other people conceive them as really hurtful and a negative connotation towards that person and so there's there's a lot that can happen at Christmas time and a lot of people can really feel hurt sometimes rejected abandoned by their partner around their families okay and so what I want to do is give you some tools and strategies today so you don't have to be in that place and you know by now if you've been together for a considerable amount of time you know exactly what um, friends or family members push the envelope or the things that trigger your partner or the things that trigger yourself and with that awareness so firstly if you don't know get a pen and paper write down what your triggers are write down what your partner's triggers are write down what you think and feel and the challenges that come up around Christmas time. So many people experience a lot of anxiety about having to say, go back home for Christmas or see those people that we only see once a year. Um, What are they going to say? What are the comments going to be like? How do I deal with that? How do I involve my partner? How do I make sure they feel cared for and loved around my friends and family? So like it's a very involved and sometimes complex topic Obviously, today we're genuinely speaking, but these things really will apply in a lot of situations. So keep in mind that you obviously need to tailor this to your situation. But what I'm going to go into is first, make sure you know your triggers, have that awareness, make sure you know the challenges that will come up. And I'm guessing most of you do. We're usually pretty clear on the challenges. We're not so clear on the strategies or how we can work our way out of this. So the very first thing to do is have a clear conversation with your partner around what their expectation is around Christmas, around New Year's, around the silly season. What 
do they expect? How much time do they expect to spend with their family, their friends, um, or your kids? How often do you expect to spend with your family, your friends, and that type of thing? So you kind of want to just kind of get it out on the table with kindness that this is what I've been thinking. This is what I'm expecting. I want my holiday to feel like X, Y, Z. You fill in the blanks, right? You finish that sentence. I want my holiday to feel like relaxed, joyful. We connect with the kids. We spend some good quality time with family that we haven't seen in ages. Not just rush, 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 push, 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 next, next, next. If you know already that most holidays are rush, 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 push, 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 next, 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 you need to think right now, what can I do to mitigate that? So is it the packing with the kids and getting them going and everything if you're traveling? If that's the case, start the packing days, like five days early, <laughs> pack one kid a day or pack, you know, yourself then, you know, and, and break it up or delegate it between you two, if that's possible, you know, so not one person is wearing all of the mental load. You will especially hear, depending on the dynamics of the relationship, sometimes it's men, sometimes it's women. One of you often in the relationship will be saying my mental load is about to explode. <laughs> like I am thinking about what's the, the meal for the dinner or the gifts, you know, we're giving, you know, people that are hosting us all the, all the presents for the kids, all of the um, presents for family and all of that sort of thing. How can I make this memorable for our children? I uh, plan the itinerary. I'm thinking about the funds and allocating and budgeting for all of that. Like there's a huge mental load that goes into this and having that awareness between you is essential. If you're not really sure what goes into Christmas or the new year or getting everything sorted um, towards the end of the year, then sit down with your partner and write it out just to create that shared awareness and understanding. There's not a blame, shame, or guilt game at all. And you do not want to go there. It is more like, these are the tasks that, you know, every year I think about, I think about the Christmas tree needs to go up. I think about the menu and start buying things perhaps on special earlier um, to save some money. I think about um, the gifts and what the kids would love to receive, what family and friends gifts we need to buy, um, you know, all the decorations that need to go up, um, you know, some fun family experiences or some fun Christmassy experiences for the kids. Um, you know, who do we need to visit? Who do we need to see? Planning and booking accommodation or flights or all those things. So there's a lot that can go into it. And then there might be Christmas cards or, you know, it, it's often a lot more than meets the eye. And then if you put on top of all of that stress, you put on top of the stress or the anxiety of um, in-laws or, and I'm not saying all people are like that, 100% not. There are so many amazing um, family members or in-laws or, or that type of thing. But I guess I'm talking about the challenges here. So just to put that in perspective, you may have amazing friends, amazing parents, amazing in-laws, and that is great. And there might be just one person, right? So that's when you're thinking about that one person through this episode and what you can actually do to help reduce the stress. I am quickly interrupting this episode to tell you about one of my epic free gifts that I'm giving away this holiday season. It is 18 ways to survive the silly season with your partner. It is stuff you can implement straight away. It is actionable and all of the things that you're implementing are free. And you can get this free resource by the link below. So click the link and stay tuned. I am bringing you so many extra gifts that are free this holiday season. So click the link below. You need things in place to feel supported from one another. For example, I have had clients where they would be going to visit the one person, you know, they'd be going to visit the in-laws 
and one person was very comfortable and very happy, obviously the one that was like blood related. And the other one was very, very anxious. They didn't know what was going to be said. um, And that put them on edge, worried. And it also just felt like there was no support from their partner. And it was said if they had that support, then it wouldn't be such a big deal. Like if I knew that you had my back, I'm okay. I can go into that situation. We can do what we're going to do. They can say the things they're going to say, but you've got my back, so I'm good. So how can you build in support during those times? Do you need to leave early and and have a certain time that you'll you'll leave, you know, you know, that's respectful and kind and loving to everyone, you know? Do you need to have a system in place where you check in with one another throughout the thing? Do you ha- need to have a system where you if it's at your family's place, you look after your spouse more and you actually give them a little bit of time and tension instead of, you know, some people maybe abandoning the ship so to speak, you know, abandoning the partner and just going and having a good time, which Makes sense. I understand you want to have a good time and all those things, but you also want your partner to feel happy, more safe and more secure. And the more happiness and the more safe and secure they have with your family, the more likely they want to go, the more likely they want to do that more often. And so you really need to think of it as it's an investment. It's an investment in your future relationship. It's investment in one another and it's investment in excellent family experiences to come. So it's just like everything else, it's actually an investment of time of energy. And look, you might be talking about a grand total of 10 minutes of checking in here and there, providing support, you know, if there was a comment said saying, oh, I actually don't agree, I really think X, Y, Z about it, you know, switching it to the positive, that makes the other person feel loved, important, heard, connected. That is your goal, (laughs) yeah? In the end, our kids grow up and they leave home. And then you're left, <laughs> and I, I say this with love because you, we're not all just left looking at each other. You know, often we're very happy and excited to be together, but there are certain couples that feel like, what now? Like we are, here we are, we've made it to this point. What do we do now? I don't want to have a terrible relationship once all the kids move out. I want to enjoy our time. But you need to be putting in the time and the energy and, and the intention, and, and the intention is very important. You need to be putting that in now so you don't get into that place because it's hard. It's so much easier to just do the really tiny, small, proactive steps all of the time. Like when I say all of the time, like, you know, say that five or 10 minutes throughout the day or throughout the party, then, you know, ignoring it and then having to kind of dig a, dig your way up, so to speak, into a good relationship. It takes a lot more time, energy, and effort. So it's worth it is what I'm saying. <laughs> and I really want you to think about, So for the person that's stressed or anxious with their their partner's family, friends, or even your own family and friends, breathing. And also knowing what your standards and expectations are. Like if you know one person makes you feel terrible, then don't spend a lot of time. Be polite. Oh, great to see, you know, the whole thing. And then just politely, oh, sorry, I just really need to head to the bathroom right now. Politely excuse yourself. You know, that is okay. And, you know, it's a polite way of, protecting yourself as well. And so have those partner check-ins if you need it. I mean, obviously I'm talking about a variety of possibilities that could eventuate here. Have the partner check-ins, support one another through this, talk prior to the event or prior to going to into that situation about what it could look like and what would make you feel supported. Like literally ask your partner the question, how can I support you best in this situation? What would make you feel calmer, happier, and more relaxed in this situation? When you talk about that, even just you listening and receiving that and repeating it back or mirroring it back 
really helps to go, oh, like they're really thinking about me in this situation. They're really wanting to do their best. And then sometimes it's good if this conversation's a bit in advance to then just check in maybe the day before or the day of and just be like, how are you feeling about it? Um, these are the still, are these still the things you'd like me to do and, and bring it to the forefront straight away before you actually move into that situation and present a united front. So often what I find is when people are going into these situations, it's not a united front. All of a sudden they're with their family and friends and it's just like, fine, cool. I'm good. And they're off and they're gone and their partner's like, huh, well, here I am. What am I here for? (laughs) You know, I'm not included. I'm not um, I don't participate. I don't get to participate in this. I, I feel like I'm just sitting here, um, you know, couldn't even feel like a waste of time and energy and effort. You know, you got ready. You've, if you've got children, you've packed the kids, like, you know, it can feel like all of those things. And so walk in together, hold hands, you know, like if that's your thing, really be a united front. Hey, do you need a drink? Oh, did did you get all of that for, for your dessert or for your main meal? Like really check in on them and make them feel special and supported and your family and friends will notice how you treat your partner and in turn treat them with more respect because they see how important that person is to you. I cannot stress that enough. If you're um, you know, even if you say, if you're saying offhanded comments and putting them down, and I'm not suggesting that I'm sure everyone that's listening is really beautiful to their partner, but there's all things that we can do to increase um, how connected and loved we feel with one another and then the extended family as well, you know, myself included. And so this is where we think about, okay, if I am treating my partner in front of their family or my family with love, kindness and respect and helping and all of that, that is going to filter through. It just does. There is a whole lot of science behind why it does. I'm probably not going to bore you with it, but mirror neurons is a part of it. And we as humans, like we play and feed off each other. So if you are showing a level of concern, connectedness, love, um, importance to your partner, it shows to your friends and your family and helps them act in accordingly. Now, of course, there are always those people (laughs) where it doesn't really matter what's going on in their environment. They're about them. They're self-absorbed. They're whatever. And they say things that are inappropriate, right? Everyone probably has one of those in their family. (laughs) What do you do about that? It depends. Often it's good to let it go if it's not really a big deal. Sometimes, you know, you could quietly say, hey, listen, that's just inappropriate. It's not making them, my partner feel great. You know, it depends on the person. Some people won't receive that well and some people will. So you have to use your discernment. You have to use your knowledge, prior knowledge of the situation and what's worked and hasn't worked in the past. Sometimes it is just changing the conversation. So they start talking about something that you partner or you don't really want to talk about. Switch it up. Ask a different question. Focus on something else. Go, oh, that's really interesting. Actually, what I was really thinking about was, and then just talk about something else. You can defer. You don't actually have to answer every question you've ever given. And I think that is, if that can be your permission slip, right? Be intentional about the holiday season. Be intentional about the triggers and the things that come up for your partner and yourself to create more love and connectedness. Now, I would love to know, does this resonate with you? Have you experienced these things? You know, I'm pretty sure every person has. I have, like I said, a lot of people come to me about this time of year it can be stressful. So remember to breathe deep, 
look after yourself. I think things that slip the most at this time of year are good sleep, nutrition, hydration, the basics. Make sure you keep the basics going. So if you're feeling good individually, you have more resilience to combat those situations. So throughout, even though I know, yes, we're having extra beer, we're having extra wine, cool, enjoy them, but make sure you're keeping up your hydration. Make sure you're keeping up some decent sleep or have a nap to catch up, right? The basics matter and they always do in terms of your communication, in terms of dealing with tricky situations, in terms of your resilience. So I would love to know what you got from this episode. I am going to go into some more uh, holiday-related uh, episodes as I'm just finding it can be such a triggering time of year and I really want to help you through it the best way I can. So please share this with a friend that you know would benefit with you with or a partner or somebody you know that would get value. And I would appreciate it if you would leave a review and hit that um, subscribe button. Thank you so much for listening. 